Today, we talk about how patients with polycystic ovarian syndrome actually don't have cysts, kind of like how buffaloes don't have wings. I'm Dr. Mark Amos, and this is Taco About Fertility Tuesday. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, wow, my doctor doesn't realize how to read because it's in the name. Polycystic ovarian syndrome. I mean, how could a doctor not think they're cysts when the name says polycystic ovaries? And the thing is, is that you would be correct. That's what most people think. And a matter of fact, a long time ago, When Stein and Leventhal came up with the diagnosis, that's also what they thought. But in reality, there are actually no cysts on people who have polycystic ovaries. We're going to get a little more depth into that, what that means. What people think of is when they think of a cyst is what most women think of where they have a little discomfort, a little bit of pain, when a follicle gets very large and then becomes a cyst. And that can cause discomfort, it can cause hormonal issues, it can even cause irregularity in your period. But when someone has polycystic ovaries, there's actually not a single cyst in their ovaries. Matter of fact, women who have polycystic ovaries usually don't ovulate. They don't even make cysts. So how could anyone get those two things confused? Well, part of it is that The resolution of the imaging that we have now, we're able to know the difference between things like follicles, cysts, but back then, years and years ago, they didn't have that type of technology. And so when they saw an ovary and saw these multiple, multiple follicles, they assumed they were cysts and it looked like a bunch of cysts. Matter of fact, there's a condition called polycystic kidney disease. And in this disease, it does look like a polycystic ovary. There's these follicles that go all the way around the kidney, which are cysts, just like follicles go around the ovary in polycystic ovaries. And so it's very easy to see how it could be called cyst, when in reality they're not. And so truly the word polycystic ovarian syndrome is a misnomer. There are no cysts. And so it really should be called polyfollicle syndrome, but I don't feel like I'm getting a lot of traction on that and many people aren't going with that. It is kind of cool to be able to call yourself a sister if you are PCOS patient. So to understand the difference between the two, a follicle is a very immature kind of like sac that has an egg in it. And what happens is when you start building up the size of that follicle, it eventually releases an egg, and that's how you are able to get pregnant. But sometimes it develops into a cyst. And so that cyst sticks around, and that's when people have ovarian cysts. Now, keep in mind the word cyst is a very generic term. I always tell people the word cyst is kind of like the word automobile. You can have a car, it's an automobile, a truck, an automobile, a van, an automobile. They're all automobiles. Well, that's kind of how cysts are. You can have cysts that are endometriomas, which means you have endometriosis. You can have cysts 
that mean things like you have a serous cyst, which can be a benign tumor or could even be a cancerous tumor. You can even have what we call natural cysts, physiological ones like a follicle that's grown large or even a corpus luteal cyst, which is a normal cyst after ovulation. The point is, those are cysts, follicles are the sacs before the eggs start to grow. Now the question is, what's the big deal? Are we going to ruin anything by thinking they're cysts? Well, not really, but it really does affect the patients because I get patients who come to me and say, I've had so many cysts, they've had to do surgeries on my cyst, and I have polycystic ovarian syndrome. Now, is it a big deal that they think they have it? At first it seems no, but they could be taking treatment that's wrong. See, now they start telling doctors they have polycystic ovarian syndrome, and now they get labeled with that. And what I do see a lot is sometimes they get treated inappropriately and, and don't get treated correctly because they just assume it's polycystic ovarian syndrome. I mean, the patient should know what they have. And the patient's assuming that because they've had multiple cysts, polycyst, but they don't have polycystic ovarian syndrome. They just don't realize that. And unfortunately, that misdiagnosis continues. Sometimes we forget that polycystic ovarian syndrome is not just a fertility problem. It's a medical issue. People with PCOS have higher risk of other medical issues, such as a higher risk of diabetes, a higher risk of cardiovascular disease, or even hirsutism, where they can have dark hairs in places that they don't want to have dark hairs. So it's important that when you do have PCOS, you are being treated appropriately. And if you don't have it, you don't want to be taking medicines you don't need. Today, I actually saw a patient who has polycystic ovaries. She has polycystic ovarian syndrome. And her doctor told her that her lining was thick and that they were going to give it a little bit more time and repeat the ultrasound. And if it was still thick, they were going to put her through a DNC. When I heard that, I thought, this is crazy. You don't need to do that. Just give her some medicine. She'll have a period. But that's the problem is that that doctor must have not understood polycystic ovarian syndrome and just assumed her lining's thick, not realizing that the anovulation of not ovulating is causing her not to get the period. And all they need to do is give her some progesterone, make sure that there's no cysts, which there weren't, make sure there's no other issues like pregnancy, and then they can induce her period. So having the right diagnosis does affect things. Now, to give you an idea how long ago PCOS was diagnosed, especially in the 1930s, um, it was described by Stein and Leventhal, who were credited with investigating it and, and describing it. And when they described it, they mentioned enlarged ovaries that contained numerous small cysts, which then led to the adoption of the name polycystic ovarian syndrome. And in all fairness, it was a pretty fair name and obviously is still stuck today. And there's really no harm in it sticking except for the fact that potentially someone could think they have this diagnosis when in reality they don't because they're going by the kind of layman thought of polycystic versus understanding that's just the name of it as a misnomer, but not actually what it means. So then the question is, how do you know if you do have PCOS? Well, probably the number one thing that's going to make you think you have PCOS is not getting regular cycles. The one thing that is very normal is the menstrual cycle. It's like a vital sign. It should come very regular and at the same time. So if you're a 20-day cycle, every month, 28 days between periods. If you're 32 days, then find 32 days every time between periods. But what you shouldn't see is you shouldn't have one day, 32 
days between the period and the next time, 26. And then the next time, 40. That is abnormal. And if that is happening, you would be right in assuming you have PCOS 9 out of 10 times. Now, that being said, there are tests you need to do to diagnose if you have PCOS because there are things that can look like PCOS. PCOS is not a diagnosis. It is a syndrome in a way. And what that means is, is that diagnoses usually have something such as a number that you reach and then you have that problem. In PCOS, it's more if you have a symptom and you have another symptom, you may have the syndrome, which can also have other symptoms. So you have to rule it out. So we call that diagnosis of exclusion. Once you rule out other things, then you can say you have PCOS. For example, if someone is pregnant and says, well, I don't have a period. It's been like seven months that I had a period. Well, they don't have PCOS. They're just pregnant. It could even be more extreme. Someone could have a tumor, such as a tumor that produces testosterone. They could start developing hairs that make them think they have PCOS and not get a period anymore because the testosterone will act like a progestin and thin out their lining and they won't get a period. And in reality, they don't have PCOS. They have a tumor. But there's differences between these. So it's not just not having a period. One of the other criteria is having polycystic ovaries. Now, if you have polycystic ovaries, it does not mean that you have polycystic ovarian syndrome. As a matter of fact, about 33% of the population has polycystic ovaries, but only about 8 to 10% of the population has polycystic ovarian syndrome. So the point is, is that you can have the ovaries and not have the syndrome, just like you can have dark hairs and not have PCOS. The other criteria that we look at, other than not getting periods or irregular periods and polycystic ovaries, is hirsutism, meaning dark hairs, or just evidence of elevated testosterone levels, or even mild elevation testosterone levels. I see this sometimes misunderstood by doctors. They'll look at testosterone and they'll say, oh, well, your testosterone level is not high enough to have PCOS. You don't need a level to have PCOS. If you are growing hair on your face or between your breast, your testosterone levels are high enough that it's still considered PCOS. The reason you're checking the testosterone levels is to make sure it's not something else, such as a tumor. If you have virulism, which is where you have like a deepening voice, or your clitoris getting enlarged, or getting hairs in places that would not be normal for even a woman, that's when you start getting into situations where it's virulism and not hirsutism. And in that situation, that's where you're going to look at different path, such as a tumor versus thinking PCOS. The actual criteria for PCOS is based off of the Rotterdam criteria, which you have to have two of three criteria, which are, again, not having periods regularly, Number two, having polycystic ovaries. Or number three, having evidence of chemical or clinical evidence of elevated testosterone levels. So that's going to either be the unwanted hairs, acne, or it's going to be having slightly elevated androgen levels. There is definitely a spectrum in polycystic ovarian syndrome. On one hand, you have girls who are skinny with some pimples and some polycystic ovaries, and by definition, they meet the criteria, and they don't have a problem having a baby. There's other girls who never get a period, might still be thin, but also have hyperandrogenism, and they have PCOS. And then on the other side of the spectrum, you can have women who are 
obese, who have type 2 diabetes, who have never get a period and have a high risk of endometrial cancer, and they also have PCOS. Usually, if it's affecting your ovulation, it's going to be affecting fertility. But what's important to know is that when you are not trying to get pregnant, it's very important to be treated for your polycystic ovarian syndrome by someone who knows how to treat it, because that can help prevent some of the issues like hirsutism, which again is hairs in unwanted areas, before they develop. Because once they develop, the only way to treat it is with electrolysis. In the end, the purpose of this was I wanted people to understand what PCOS is. I think a lot of people sometimes think because they have cysts that that makes them have polycystic ovarian syndrome, and they don't. On the same token, I want people to know who do have polycystic ovarian syndrome to seek some guidance because the worst thing you can do is think it's just a fertility problem. It is not just a fertility problem. It is a medical issue. And if you treat it, you'll be able to do things easier, such as if you are trying to lose weight, being on the right medications can help you. If you're having problems with diabetes, being on the right medications can help you or even get rid of it. So having the right diagnosis makes a difference, but also making sure you have a doctor who's familiar with it. Most reproductive doctors are going to be very familiar with polycystic ovarian syndrome. And there are many gynecologists out there who have really taken the task of this and learned it really well and can treat it very well as, as well. In the end, hopefully this was helpful to you. Maybe you're one of those people who thought you had polycystic ovaries because you get lots of cysts and now you realize, wow, I actually don't have polycystic ovarian syndrome. I just unfortunately get lots of cysts. You may know someone who has this and might want to let them know about it or might just be an interesting listen for some people. Either way, I really appreciate everyone who listens to the podcast and I appreciate everyone who tells everyone about it. Uh, We've been growing and we really appreciate it and hopefully it's been very helpful. I got some really exciting topics coming up in the next uh, few weeks that I think you're going to really like. So definitely stay tuned. I look forward to talking to you guys all again next week on Taco Bell Fertility Tuesday.